Amina is an activist during the Arab Spring. Her blog, Gay Girl in Damascus, attracts readers from around the world. When she's mysteriously abducted, her followers mobilize, desperate to save her. What they find shocks them. I'm Samira Moyedin, the host of Gay Girl Gone, a new six-part series from CBC. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Welcome to The Dose. We've been hearing a lot about Ozempic recently. It's a drug used to treat type 2 diabetes, but it's now becoming popular with celebrities and regular folks wanting to shed a few pounds. So this week we're asking, why is Ozempic getting so much attention? Hi, Ali. Welcome to The Dose. Thank you for having me, Brian. Good good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, too. Uh, I've also heard that uh, Elon Musk has taken Wigovi, which is similar to Ozempic for weight loss. What was your reaction when you heard about that? So just clarification. So Ozempic is a, a trade name for a generic drug called semaglutide. And semaglutide, we can sort of talk about its uses and such. But semaglutide actually comes in two forms, Ozempic for use in type 2 diabetes and Wegovy for use in obesity. So Elon Musk taking Wegovy for weight loss. Um, you know, it's interesting. I am not a fan of Elon Musk for other reasons, but I, I would argue that any patient wanting treatment, uh, I'm a fan for them to initiate it. I, I have mixed feelings about sort of the publication, if you will, around, you know, how this has become sort of an internet sensation and social media and social media and its role in information uh, dispersion, particularly in healthcare. But I think if nothing else, it means that you and I are having this conversation. And that allows for clarifications and for busting myths. And that's always a good thing. And that is why we are together, and that's why we love having you on the show. So before we begin, can you give us a hi, my name is, tell us what you do and where you do it. Just ad lib. Hi, my name is Ali Zentner. I am a specialist in internal medicine, um, diabetes, and obesity in Vancouver, BC. Okay, here we go. So first of all, Ali, what is Ozempic or semaglutide? So semaglutide comes from a class of drugs called incretins, and um Incretins are like, to use a Canadian analogy, the kid who yells car. So we all played in the streets uh, of this great, glorious country. We would play hockey, and there was always a kid whose responsibility it was to yell car, right? Um, When we eat, food hits our small intestine about 20 minutes after a meal. And when food hits the small intestine, you need a kid to yell car. So you need hormones to be released by the small intestine to tell the brain that a meal's arrived, to signal the pancreas to be more sensitive to insulin, to basically prime your body's system for digestion, if you will, at all levels. And semaglutide and its class of drugs fall into uh, a group of what we call analogs or copies of those hormones. The hormone in particular here is a hormone called GLP-1 or glucagon-like peptide. And it's uh, basically a hormone that signals the brain that a meal has arrived. And it's basically a copy of one of our body's own hormones. There's probably about, uh, for argument's sake, six or seven of these hormones. 
And so essentially why the drug works, for example, in diabetes is that you're giving the body a very large dose of, you know, a, a warning hormone. So if you're a patient with diabetes, we know there's some evidence to show that uh, GLP-1 is actually muted. So the kid who yells card doesn't have a very loud voice, so to speak. And as a result, there's insulin resistance or the liver's pumping out glucose into the body inappropriately, etc. And uh, the body is insulin resistant. And what, if you think about it, if you give a high dose of this hormone, you actually sensitize the body to insulin, you decrease glucose mobilization in the liver, and so you lower blood sugars. Well, so I'm never going to forget this conversation because I was always the guy who yelled car when we played road hockey. So now what you're telling me is semaglutide is, is like is like me yelling meal. Right. Meal. Have, have and then right? what happens? So what happens when we go meal? So the brain that, you know, f for example, think about it. You don't need to pump glucose into your system because you're getting a meal. You need insulin to be more um, at work, if you will, because the body's getting a meal. It slows, for example, gastric motility, right? So food stays in the stomach longer for digestion and the brain gets a fullness message. So now it starts to make sense why this drug would work for glucose um, normalization and why also it might work to help reduce weight period. So so the, the, the medication is indicated for type 2 diabetes. It helps you lower your blood sugar by the mechanisms that you've talked about. It also uh, helps lower your hemoglobin A1C. How does it do that? So think about hemoglobin A1C as sort of a three month blood sugar average, right? So if I wanna know what someone's sort of average blood sugars are over a period of time, like almost like, you know, one of those slow release movies that we used to watch on National Film Board where they would, you know, look at, a whale over time or something like that, I can't really biopsy a tissue. Ideally, what I wanna know is how much sugar is sticking to, let's say, the small blood vessels in the back of your eye or in your kidney or what have you. But I can't go in every time and like take a chunk of blood vessel. But I can look at a tissue that actually swims around in glucose all day long, and that's a red blood cell. And essentially, red blood cells, when they're swimming around in, in glucose, get what are called glycosylated. And hemoglobin A1C is basically your glycosylated hemoglobin or how much sugar sticks to that red blood cell. And why is it a three-month average? Because the lifespan of a red blood cell is three months. And, and so the advantage of these newer agents that we're talking about is that not only do they lower A1C and lower blood sugars and, and, and such, but not only do they lead to weight loss, which is a common complication of many of the old drugs we had and also of diabetes itself, um, but they also offer patients the benefit of not causing low blood sugars. And, and some of the older agents are really concerning regarding that. So you get kind of that, that triangle of the golden triangle, so to speak. So, and, and in your practice, you find that uh, Ozempic works really well for a lot of your patients? Yeah, I, I would argue this class of drugs has been, I mean, I, I've talked about this before, but I think this is a game-changing drug. This is, It's like 30 years ago when Prozac was established, it changed the face of mental health. And I would argue that 
um, the Incretans GLP-1 analogs, as we call them, in particular, the once-weekly semaglutide in particular, have really changed the way that we treat diabetes and I think also change the way patients view it, uh, hugely so. I mean, you're talking about a once-weekly drug. In some cases, my patients split the dose and take it twice a week. Um, you're talking about a drug that offers 10 to 20% body weight loss and is probably one of the most potent blood sugar reducers. So this is a situation where if we're aiming for a target, let's say of seven or six and a half, which um, is our A1C targets, often patients can get to that target with one shot a week. Imagine that where in the old days they were taking, you know, two pills twice a day plus another pill on top of it. So maybe they were on two different medications or five pills in total every day. I mean, it, it, you don't feel quite like a patient anymore if you're going for one shot a day or one shot twice a day. That's for people with diabetes. So we want to get into this other big topic. We have been hearing about lots yeah. of people using the drug for weight loss purposes only. In fact, I've seen people in the emergency department who've had side effects because they weren't taking it under doctor supervision. Uh, mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? So a lot to unpack there. So I'm never a fan of people practicing medicine without a license. I, I don't think it's a good idea. That was me being cheeky. Um, I think there's... You know, I hear a lot about this of, oh, people taking it without supervision and, oh, people are just taking it. And I think a lot of that speaks to weight bias. And we have created an environment where my patients with obesity are shocked that there are medical professionals wanting to help them. But also, you know, the dieting industry has hijacked this field and has for the last, you know, 40 years um, and so why, in some ways, I sympathize and empathize with them because why wouldn't they self-manage? They've been told their whole lives to self-manage. They've been told to just eat some carrots and go for a walk and they'll be good to go. And so I don't penalize a patient who has just been doing what they've been told to do, but now they've come into our house, so to speak. And so I think it creates an opportunity for us to have a real dialogue not just with patients around legitimate treatment and responsible use of it, but it also creates an opportunity for us as a community to examine, you know, this house of cards that we, in fact, have helped to create. Hey, my name is Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of Frontburner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast. And every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear Frontburner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. So, but there there certainly are some very specific clinical issues that are worth covering off. What are the contraindications to semaglutide, whether it's Ozempic or Wegovy? People, there are certain patients who should not be taking it for medical reasons. And what are those? Uh, number one, pregnant. <laughs> pregnant women, uh, women who are breastfeeding. Um, those are probably two big ones, absolutely. Right now, semaglutide in the form of Ozempic is indicated for use in people with type 2 diabetes, period. Semaglutide in the form of Wegovy is indicated for use in people with obesity. So that's people with, uh, and we're still using BMI, which 
Brian, that's a whole other show, uh, with a BMI above 30 or patients with a BMI of 27 or higher with what we call comitant uh, medical issues. So um, whether it's metabolic disease or hypertension or what have you. Um, so that's the indications for use. Contraindications are pregnancy, uh, breastfeeding. There is uh, a very rare uh, familial endocrinopathy or familial hormonal imbalance called multiple endocrine neoplasm where it runs in families and patients get a number of different endocrine cancers or endocrine tumors, one of which is uh, a tumor called medullary carcinoma of the thyroid. So it's a different thyroid cancer than the more common one, which is papillary carcinoma. Medullary carcinoma is very rare, period. So patients with a family history of either medullary carcinoma or with a family history of multiple endocrine neoplasm, and those are, are sort of what we call absolute contraindications. Other things, of course, to watch for are patients with liver disease. And again, depending on the degree of liver failure, uh, that's where it's a conversation with your doctor. Uh, but otherwise, those are sort of the big, uh, if you will, contraindications. I know you said that the side effects are manageable uh, when you take it uh, as, as it's intended to be taken. What are the major side effects? Biggest side effect, think about it, is where I'm giving you a large dose of a gut hormone. So the side effects are gut. <laughs> um, biggest one is probably nausea. About 40% of people will have some nausea. Heartburn is another one. Um, diarrhea is another one. Constipation um, is another one. Those are probably the big four, if you will. And in, in our clinical field, and those of us who are well-versed in the medication will tell you that we dose the drug, we start low and we go very slow. And that tends to help avert a lot of the side effects. And for people who have type 2 diabetes who take these medications, uh, are they taking them indefinitely? Is that the plan? So think about medication, particularly when we talk about chronic disease. I always use this for every drug. Drugs don't teach your body how to do something differently. And other than, let's say, antibiotics and pain relief, you know, when we're talking about sort of an acute event, so to speak, most chronic diseases require long-term treatments. And so, again, you know, what we do to lower your blood sugars, we do to keep your blood sugars low. What we do in the case of obesity management to lose weight, we do to keep weight off. Last question I'm going to ask you, um, when, they, when patients stop taking semaglutide, are they likely to regain the weight that they, that they lost? So remember, if your brain thinks it's starving, it's going to store fat and hunt food. This is, a, I think, one of the big misconceptions around the medication that maybe also TikTok and such have, have sort of perpetuated is the idea that it teaches you to not eat as much. And that's not actually what it's doing, right? It's telling a starving brain that it's eating. And so you lose weight, and sure enough, you withdraw that signal, well, the starvation response is actually going to be even higher and, and patients gain the weight back. Dr. Ali Zentner, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thanks for having me, Brian. Have a great day. You too. Dr. Ali Zentner is a specialist in internal medicine, diabetes, and obesity in Vancouver. Here's your dose of smart advice. 
Ozempic or semaglutide is a prescription medication that's approved for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. It's taken as a once a week injection. It works by enhancing your body's own ability to lower blood sugar. It helps the pancreas produce more insulin when your blood sugar is high, and it helps regulate the amount of sugar produced and released by your body. Ozempic also lowers your hemoglobin A1C, which is a biomarker of long-term diabetes control. Experts recommend that people with diabetes maintain an A1C under 7%, and the medication helps patients achieve that, along with diet and exercise. Ozempic also lowers the risk of heart attack and stroke in adults with type 2 diabetes and known heart disease. The drug acts like a natural hormone inside the body called glucagon-like peptide 1 that reduces your appetite by making you feel full. As a result, people who take Ozempic can lose some weight. Ozempic is only indicated for type 2 diabetes. At this time, it is not approved in Canada as a weight loss treatment. However, Wegovi, which is another preparation that contains semaglutide, is approved for weight loss treatment in the U.S. It's approved in Canada too, but not yet available here due to the demand. Ozempic is covered by provincial plans for patients with type 2 diabetes, but it's not covered as a weight loss treatment and the price is well over $1,000 per month. The most common side effects are nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, diarrhea, and constipation. They can be minimized by starting at a low dose and building up gradually. You should not take Ozempic if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. You should also avoid taking it if you or any member of your family have ever had medullary thyroid cancer or if you have an endocrine system condition called multiple endocrine neoplasia syndrome type 2. When prescribed for diabetes, patients generally take Ozempic indefinitely. If you've lost weight while taking the medication, you'll likely gain the weight back should you stop taking it. Because there are risks, you should only take this medication under the supervision of a healthcare professional. Do not start taking it on your own. If you have topics you'd like discussed or questions answered, our email address is thedose at cbc.ca. You can find The Dose wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this episode, please rate us five stars so more people can find us. This edition of The Dose was produced by Stephanie Dubois. Our senior producer is Colleen Ross. The Dose wants you to be better informed about your health. If you're looking for medical advice, see your healthcare provider. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman. Until your next dose. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.